Live Vintage Guitar people, welcome to Have Guitar Will Travel, presented by Vintage Guitar Magazine. With your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies. And today, I'm speaking from the new music festival, Live in the Vineyard, and I'm speaking with two shooting stars in the music world, Reese Lewis and Chase Mitchell. First up is Reese. With him, we discuss Reese's love for the lyrics of the Arctic Monkeys and singer Alex Turner. We talk about how he was chosen to perform at Live in the Vineyard, and we talk about his previous tours of the U.S. We talk about his performances and when he chooses to use a band versus when he chooses to perform solo. We talk about the vintage guitar capital of the UK, Denmark Street, and his prized guitar, a double cutaway 1968 Gibson ES-150. We talk about his studies at the London Centre of Contemporary Music, and we talk about growing up in Oxfordshire, England. We talk about songwriter sessions he's been a part of here in the US, and the work of getting songs placed, if not with himself, with other up-and-coming artists. And we talk about taking guitars on play. Reese tells us about his new album, Corner of the Sky, that will be out January 20th. You can find out more about Reese at his website, reeslewismusic.com. That's R-H-Y-S-L-E-W-I-S-M-U-S-I-C.com. Please like, comment, and most of all, share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And please support Vintage Guitar Magazine, all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players, because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players. Here's Reese. Hello. Thanks for reminding should, me. I we should say to... cheers. Oh, cheers! Hold on. Happy Happy Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yes. It doesn't matter what day it is in the Napa Valley, does it? Uh, it certainly does. Hold on. The weekends there's more tourists. True. True. <laughs> Your name is Reese Lewis. Reese Lewis. Yeah. Alex Turner. Oh yeah. Your your music sounds nothing like the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> How could you quote him as, as as an influence? Because I grew up listening to his music, and I know I don't sound anything like him, but the thing I love about his music, the thing that drew me to their music in particular, were actually the lyrics, because he okay. spins a story in such a colloquial, kind of visceral way. And even though their guitar music through and through, that first album especially, it's yeah. a band in a room, it's live, it's got that energy... The lyrics are what set them apart from being every other 16-year-old rock and roll band at the time in the UK. They suddenly had this kind of eloquence that I was just so drawn to. So um, I think because of that, the way he told a story and the way he kind of painted a picture with his words was something that I was so inspired by. And so I don't sound like Alex Turner at all. (laughs) But I hope there is somewhere in in my musical background there's some of that appreciation for his lyrics that's kind of spurred me on to do something similar. Exactly. I should say that we're at Live in the Vineyard in the Napa Valley, right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's beautiful. It it is. It was actually raining this morning, but... Well, I got here at the right time. You did. You perfect timing (laughs) for you. And how how did you end up here? How did you end up at Live in the Vineyard? Well, I think it was through my record label okay. um, who thought, because it's such an intimate occasion, they just felt like my music might be suitable for this kind of sure. trip. So I was really lucky to be chosen and kind of come out here and experience this for the first time. So, yeah. And so, is this your first time in the U.S.? Or No, I've been to the U.S. many times, actually. It's been, I actually toured all over in 2019. And okay. then I've done lots of kind of spot shows here and there and uh-huh. writing in L.A., New York and Nashville. Okay. Um so yeah, I love it out here and actually getting to travel all around for a month or so with, I was supporting this singer songwriter called Julia Michaels mm-hmm. um, and we went all over and it was amazing because I suppose before that I'd only gone to 
the sort of major cities for music sure. and then getting to travel around and see the country and almost just get a sense of how big it really is uh-huh. in a van which you know <laughs> four, 14 hour drives most days is, is it can start to get to you but yeah as a sprinter or as a regular van? it was a it was kind of like a what do you call it like a camper uh, um yeah okay yeah, a camper like a, van. yeah camper van yeah one yeah. of those tour america kind of things yes yeah, of course camp america thing, yes so yeah it was an experience where you kind of every day you're folding the beds down to go to sleep and <laughs> keeping the generator on because it's too cold at yeah night, exactly but, um, or too hot or too hot yeah that was strange actually because we went from arizona we started in uh where was it phoenix yes um and then we traveled across east and as we went east obviously it just gets colder and colder and colder sure. but the time we get up to the top of canada just freezing in the middle of the night wishing uh, we were back in arizona oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then obviously you then start making your way back to this the the west coast again so it's quite funny to kind of feel like you had every season in about a month <laughs> exactly yeah. and when you perform do you normally perform with a band or is it just you and a guitar so the shows I've done uh, back home are with a band, okay. generally. And then when I was on tour here, it was just a keyboard player and myself. So okay. I was playing guitar and he was playing keys and we kind of made the most noise we could. Yeah. And but, what, um, what kind yeah. of guitar do you use? I've got a few. I've got um, two old Gibsons. I've got a Gibson ES-150 double cutaway. Sure. Oh, double um, cutaway. Double cutaway, yeah. It's a very unusual guitar. So That's I, very unusual. There's a, there's, a, there's a place in London called Denmark Street, which is... The road where a lot of the vintage guitar shops are, okay. and I would often go down there and just kind of look through the window and dream of ever owning a guitar in one of these shops. And um, I've always dreamt of oh, well, back then I'd always dreamt of owning a three three five because it's sure. one of my favorite guitars. And then I went into the shop and I saw this mahogany three three what I thought was a three three five on the on the on the on the wall, and I said, oh, could I? I'd love to play that could i give yeah. it a go the guy gets off the wall and it's just a it's a much it's big yeah it's a thick yeah. thing and um but it was so unique and it's it's to, th- to this day what's funny you know do you know james bay the british singer songwriter oh yeah, of course so i um a few months back prior to this moment i went into a shop and had another fall in love with a guitar moment but i didn't end up buying it because i had no money <laughs> uh, obviously you know <laughs> it's just you're forced not to but then um i ended up going to a concert of his and he'd he ended up buying the guitar that was in that shop in really London. and i looked and i was like you know what next time i fall in love with the guitar i better make sure it ends up in my hands because I, I i saw him on stage, I was like, i wish i bought that guitar cause it's a beautiful guitar yeah and then i went into the shop and then i saw this one and it was so unique and i just thought i'm just gonna have to do it so I ended up spending my student loan on getting this guitar, and then I just did. I ate spaghetti and you know whatever for the for the next. Spaghetti's not bad. It's not too bad. Plain spaghetti is a bit, you know, rotten for a few. few yeah, things, but it's better than bologna. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that I've got that, and then I've got a um, uh, one two five as well. Okay, um, and then not non cutaway. Non cutaway, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, like the old jazzy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, and I have flat ones on that for a slightly different kind of tone yeah. and then i also play with an om28 um, martin oh sure acoustic so yeah. that's the kind of that's yeah. i've got a few other things but they're my main guitars yeah yeah and the so the the 150 is it does it have is it sharp as sharp cutaways like a sharp point on the end or is it rounded no sharp oh it's, yeah, oh. yeah yeah. oh hang on so so like a barney castle or or it's i guess i don't know i, I wouldn't know who barney castle is actually ah. so yeah <laughs> i'm not very schooled on the vocabulary <laughs> um so the the where the cutaway is yeah on the the out on the, the actual point yeah the actual point is it is it a sharp oh point sorry it no rounded? it's rounded sorry like, i know like i know what you mean sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like a 335 yeah because the the if you would get an es 150t 
Hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. C at ES150C cutaway. Usually it's a single cutaway and it's a sharp point on the end. I know what you mean. I've seen those. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know the ones you mean. Yeah, likewise yeah. with the 125. They make a 125. Yes. C. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, they're great guitars. I oh, mean, yeah. They're yeah. just how. So and they, what year is it? Do you know? 68. 68. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Actually, a very good year for... If it if it were a three thirty five, it would be a like a fantastic year. For, yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm sure it's just as good. Honestly, it's it's amazing to play, and it's like it was. I mean, there's obviously a, a bit of fading in general, like, but it's a be- it plays so well, and the frets are still so so great. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, I I just as soon as I picked it, I was like, I'm gonna write so many songs with this guitar, and that's often what I'm. You know, it doesn't even matter about the like. I'm not always looking for something that's necessarily expensive. Oh, yeah. It's just something that when you pick it up, it's inspiring. And Absolutely. I picked up old Yamahas and gone. This is really nice. Oh and, yeah, of course. You know, so it's it's something that just gives you. You know, it's going to give you some songs. And for me, that was one of them. And I just ended up writing loads of songs with it. So yeah, <laughs> it's worth its money. And you went to music school. I did, yeah. I went to the London Centre of Contemporary Music in, it's like London Bridge in, in London, yeah. Okay. And how many students does that school have? At the time, I think it was 50 in a year. Oh, so it was quite small. Sp- really, really small. Yeah, wow. really, really small. Um, and it was, it was quite, an, it was a fairly new course. So they'd done lots of, um, they did like lots of music colleges. They specified in, um, in instruments, different class of instruments. Sure. And then we all, everyone did some harmony, some history and business side of stuff sure, as well. Of but the, the songwriting course that I actually went on was a kind of new thing. So it was, uh, there were ups and downs, like there were good things and bad things about the fact that it was a new course, but yeah. um, I loved it. And just being around other musicians for three years and getting to know, you know, a kind of community in London was amazing because London's a huge city sure. and it's kind of intimidating. So the, the fact that I get to go to, got to go to London and have a bit more of a safe environment to kind of figure myself out and learn about music without going into the deep end in yeah. that way was, was great. So, Where are you from originally in, in England? I'm from the countryside in um, Oxfordshire. So it's not a million miles from London, but um, uh-huh. yeah, it's very different to this, 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 this yeah. sort of energy of London, but I loved it. And I, I kind of actually... I've gotten addicted to being in a city because I was very much a countryside kid. And then as soon as I got to London, I I, I fell in love with it. And I actually moved out of London for a while, but I I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. I I kind of, I needed to be back in the city. So um, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of that energy. And so, so what's your band consist of when you're, when you're playing in England? So I have a keys player and a drummer, and then we have, someone who I call the octopus who basically plays lots of things sure. yeah. <laughs> who kind of he can pick up guitar bass keys whatever we need yeah. for Mandolin. that song yeah yeah exactly pedal and steel yeah banjo totally it's like any <laughs> anything that the song requires we just need that one person to be able to pick up and play and we luckily had, had someone on the last run of shows that was, was, was that okay um so hopefully I can find, I'm not sure he's available for the next tour, but hopefully I can find another octopus that's going to be able to do as many things as he can. Yeah. When you look up in the musician's guide, don't look for octopus. <laughs> look for utility player. Utility player. There we go. I'll probably sit, find me more musicians than octopus. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting to, I've had the same keys player and same drummer for a long time now. So we feel like a bit of a family. Right. So on. it's always great to get back on the road and oh, yeah. playing and yeah, it's it's so rewarding. And you tour all of Europe, or, or um... yeah. Well, this one is the first. This will be the first tour since the COVID sort of thing yeah. for for me. Anyway, yeah. um, I've done support shows. I should mention that you're a kid. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, this. So yeah, it's it's the first tour back from yeah, COVID. Yeah. But um, I 
I'm I guess because of that I'm sort of apprehensive about how many shows we can actually do and put on and sell out and all of those things yeah. so are you self-managing or are you do you have I'm, I have a manager who's oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. he does a very good job is he's he listening. watching us right now <laughs> he might be I think he can hear us I'm just talking about you Vaz um, so yeah we're um, we've got I think it's about 10 or 12 shows over Europe so it's a small small run but hopefully yeah. be a, a good and one the where, whereabouts in Europe uh, we're starting in in the UK and then we go to Ireland and then we go to Paris, C- Copenhagen, Berlin, Oslo. Um, trying to think where else. A few other places in Germany. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it should be a fun little stop. L- like West, some, Western Europe. Yeah, 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 mainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty. <laughs> the pretty, safe part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> for now, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're signed to Decca. Yeah. Are they the ones who put you together with in like our you know songwriting groups in LA, New York, or? Well, it's a, it's a bit of both actually. Mainly my manager and right here, yeah, and my um, publisher, who's a company called Cobol, and my uh, label. They all sort of all work together to try and kind of put me in rooms with people that they think I work well with. Yeah, and it's it's a bit like blind date sometimes because sure, you kind of get thrown into the you know a room with someone that you've never met before and asked to go and write a song and it's obviously quite a personal intimate thing to do like especially the kind of music i write it's like yeah. it comes from a heart the heart and um yeah so it's, it's sometimes it's really it can go really well other times it can be really awkward so, but i think everyone knows what it's like so oh, it's yeah. kind of even yeah. when it's awkward and you don't end up with a song it's always a nice day and no one's never, never fallen out with it yeah <laughs> and are these songs for you or are they songs just to get published by some or yeah, performed by somebody else. Generally I'm going in thinking I'd like to write something for myself, but then there's been times when that's maybe it's been obvious it's not the song for me and yeah. we kinda of tailor it to maybe just being a song that we can throw to someone else or uh-huh. a, a more generic kind of yeah. sound that maybe someone else can put their stamp on at some point. But have um, you gotten anything placed with with anybody any other artists? There's been a few in the UK but none that have none that are very big. But okay. um I've been yeah, there's been a few a few things that haven't sadly like been sort of bites, but nothing ever went came of it. Yeah, but but, that's, that's but you never bad. know. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. Yes, yeah, and actually, sometimes I have to kind of go through the whole sort of song graveyard of the ones that didn't yes, make exactly. it and go. Oh, actually, even though it wasn't good for me, that it's worth still kind of shedding light on that and seeing right if someone. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes. And also, even just when you listen back to a song a few years later, you go, actually, this is still really relevant, or it's even more relevant than it was before because of what's going on in the world or whatever. And it's quite nice to kind of go through the archives and hear something again in an idea and think, actually, that's not right for me, but it could be right for yeah, someone else. So, exactly. Yeah, not to throw it away completely. Yep. Amplifiers. What are you using for amplifiers? I use a Vox AC30. Like a brand new Vox AC30? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, oh, and so like out here, are you? What are you? Are you playing? The, I'm just. Uh, I've just got my acoustic. Yeah. Oh, so so I annoyingly did. Yeah. Just got the Martin. And I was what kind getting, of case do you have for it? I have the standard case. I and don't. You know, took it on the plane. Yeah, but I don't take it. I don't let it go in the hold. Okay. I take it on the plane. Oh wow! I'm never letting anyone take it. I, yeah. I've seen too many horror stories. Oh, of, of course. People, yeah. Yeah. I have a. Um, I have a Hiscox like. Um, do you know Hiscox? No. Uh, maybe it's a British name, British brand. I have, I have a much better... If I know I'm going to have to put it in the hold, I'll take it in a different case. But uh-huh. when I normally when I'm flying, especially long haul, I know I can get on the plane. So I always just go, this is coming on the plane with me. Because they've yeah. got the first... They've got all the first class little kind of cubby holes. You yeah, know, oh, yeah. They've always got space. Oh, they always have space, but they just love throwing guitars in the hole. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but um, luckily, touch wood... 
I've never had an issue with um, every if, if if I have had to put guitars in the hole, they've always been okay, yeah. which is a relief. But I've seen so many horror stories of people. Oh yeah, of course. Have you had some bad ones? Have you ever like flown with any of them? This isn't broken? about me. This is oh, about you. okay, fine. <laughs> I was yes, I've had bad. I've oh. actually a Martin seventies D twenty eight S, and at three times, three times it has been destroyed. But this is in the era before. Um, before Colton's, you know, Colton cases. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And ev- yeah. now everybody, except for you, has a Colton case <laughs> <laughs> when they travel. See, I need, to get, I need to get into Colton's. Yeah, yes, know, exactly. Yeah. Well, what you need is you need you need a deal with Colton because they're pretty damn expensive. Uh, they probably cost more than the Mark guitar costs. Really? I, the, every, initially. Wow. They're in the, you know, the upper, like, you know, close to $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's worth it if it keeps your guitar safe, I suppose. And it's, so the the guitars you have, th- those are all P90 guitars. No, the um Oh, really? Th- so interesting. The 150 has The 150s a humbucker. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, right. it's a it's a really interesting sound, but um, yeah. the other one's P90s. Yeah. Yeah. Are you using effects? I do. Actually, I've been this is like this is the first well, I've built a pedal board that's been something I've more used in the studio than live because the, the thing that I find sometimes with live is I actually don't with with my with my set, sort of guitar parts generally I've got like two or three things that just stay set <laughs> but I've been trying to get into more building sounds and it's it's harder to well as I'm growing as an artist like getting a bit more production out of the guitar pedal sure. board is yeah. something that I'm hoping to get more into yeah so that that's 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 become that's being a challenge on the second album is to try and get more from my yeah. sort of station because when we're, when we're trying to make such a big sound with four people i need to kind of be able to add a bit more of the production value all, all the things that are on the record are actually bigger sound anyway so i yeah. think for me to be able to kind of cover that station yeah getting there but it's um it's a, it's a territory that i've been a bit less confident in just because when i'm singing and trying to hit pedals oh, yeah. at the same time it's oh forget. i get so freaked out yeah. so uh that's why you need a good manager that can do that for you yeah you can hit the buttons yes yeah, sh- yeah that's, that's that's true actually i need like a i need a good tour manager who can do it for me yeah yeah your new album's going to be out january 20th january 20th yeah very of 2023 good, yeah, yeah. yeah 23 what's it called it's called corner of the sky yeah and um I guess I started writing it in lockdown. The first ever when when the world went weird for a while. Yeah. Um, I just I was actually in Nashville in February, or early March, and that's when the COVID thing started to happen. And I was thinking, oh, I've got to be back in the states in a few weeks' time anyway. Maybe I should just wait here. Yeah. Good job I didn't, because obviously that was a yeah. a few years of, of of a very strange time. But um, when I got back to the UK, I actually went and. Um, hired a studio in the middle of nowhere in in Cambridgeshire, which is in an old barn, and I just started writing the album. And, and it was kind of because this whole the world had completely changed. It was a perfect backdrop for me to start writing in a different way and to start looking at the world in a different way. And yeah. this, this the, the album became a sort of place I could escape to, especially when things got very anxiety inducing yeah, and yeah. stressful. It was just I had music to go and just distract me and take yeah. my mind off it. So Corner of the Sky became this place that I could go to and express myself and question things. And I guess that's where a lot of the album came from. And um, yeah, it's great Very to have cool. had, had music in that time. That's great. Yeah. And how do people find you? They find me, ooh, you can find me on 
on the internet somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, my my name's spelled R H Y S L E W I S, the Welsh way, Reese Lewis. Um, and if you type in Reese Lewis music in somewhere, you'll probably in a find thing. it. In a thing, yeah, you'll yeah. find it. Yeah, the, on Google dot org. The world's a small place. <laughs> yeah. But, the um, do you have your own website? Yes, do I you think know what the, ti- what the what the what the I want to say it's Reese Lewis official. Aha. .co.uk Uh-oh. or .com manager extraordinaire what's my website <laughs> is it reeselewisofficial.com <laughs> I should know that there yeah let's uh, go with that he yeah, says yeah. yes oh there we go official.com. I knew that okay Let's see well it was wonderful talking to you <laughs> yeah likewise yeah thanks so <laughs> thank much thank you so much cheers appreciate it <laughs> next up is Chase Mitchell with Chase we discuss Chase's live in the vineyard experience we talk about growing up in West Virginia and joining the boy band Lucky when he was nine and touring as a professional musician. After retiring at 13, we discuss how Chase ended up where he is now. We discuss touring as a solo artist and having his dad drive his tour bus. We talk about his collaboration with Nashville guitarist Danny Rader. We talk about gear and his love for the 1968 Fender Paisley Telecaster. And we talk about his festival performances, touring in Texas, and plans for 2023. You can find out more about Chase on the socials, and he has a YouTube channel, Chase Mitchell Music. Please like, comment, and most of all, share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And please support Vintage Guitar Magazine, all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players, because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players. Here's Chase. Chase. What's going on, James? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm having just the absolute best time out here. Are you really? Oh, gosh, yeah. This Is, is... this the first time you've done live in the vineyard? Y- yes, it's the first time. Uh, and this is the first time I've ever been in wine country. So, Oh, really? Yeah. The, yeah. Um, where are you from originally? Well, I'm from Nashville. Uh, that's where we That's where we were coming in from. I've been living there the last couple of years. But I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. So okay. just a country boy through and through out in wine country they right grow, now. They grow <laughs> grapes in, in West Virginia. They do. They yeah. do. Uh, it's a little more – I'm more familiar with the moonshine side of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so you've, you've been performing since – how old? I have been performing, I want to say my whole life, really, as my mom would say, uh, at two years old, kind of performing in the back seat, singing uh-huh. all the words to Ice Ice Baby. But uh, I actually started kind of uh, pretty young in the music business side of stuff, yeah. if you will, uh, kind of performing with a boy band when I was nine. Wow. That's how I got, I got signed to a little boy band um, out of Atlanta, managed by Marie Starr, who was like a big 80s uh, manager, did like Nukas on the Block, Menudo. Uh-huh. But yeah, I got my start. Pretty young. How did they find you? At, at a cheerleading gym. My sister was a competition cheerleader. Okay. And uh, I was always interested in like routines, like uh, from the choreographic standpoint. You know, I was more interested in learning all of Michael Jackson's dance moves and NSYNC's oh, really? latest freaking steps than I was with uh, maybe like swinging a bat or a ball and glove kind of thing. Um, and so I would go hang out with my sister a lot of times um, when they had their rehearsals in the uh-huh. evening. And we started noticing that, like, late, late at night, they would rent the gym out to uh, this boy band that Maurice was, I guess, producing at the time. So it was kind of unconventional, but I would hang late every now and again and just watch it and take it in, which eventually led to being invited to an album release party, which led to then um, getting to work with Maurice. But it was kind of, yeah, it's crazy. So essentially, the competition cheerleading world is what started, though. Yeah. (laughs) But at nine, were you, like, completely into it? Like, oh, man. Yeah, I was, dude, that, yeah, I definitely. 
family was completely into it. And like, did it affect you in like school and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I did fifth grade twice. Uh, I proudly say that because we were doing a lot of touring. Uh, we were doing a lot of work with Radio Disney. Okay. Uh, and I was homeschooled. And then they were like, well, you don't have that much going on for the second half of the year. Let's put you back in school for six months. So yeah, I uh, it definitely affected school a little bit, but... It is. It is what it is. You know, I was chasing my dreams and my purpose early on. Yeah. So, did you meet Michael Eisner? No, no, no. <laughs> oh did my you gosh. Go to Disneyland a lot? Uh, no, I only been to the one in Orlando. I've never uh, been to the one out here in California, okay. which I want to go to. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was more so a concert series that they put on called Peanut Butter and Jams. All right. And we opened for Outcast on some shows, Destiny's Child, Vitamin C. Wow. Yeah, we're talking that early 2000s pop era. Yeah, yeah. That's, but still, I yeah. mean, like, that's great. How it long did crazy. it last? Uh, I was with the group. I got signed when I was nine, and then around 13 is when I kind of parted ways with the group. And, uh, and I, <laughs> retired. I had, you retired yeah, at 13. Yeah, I retired at 13. <laughs> I had made some friends there in Nashville. We opened up for Mark Wills, uh, which is an incredible 90s country artist, um, and on, at a Children's Cancer Benefit Society okay. thing. And he was like one of the nicest dudes like through and through and gave me his contact and I was like the only person I knew and so I went to Nashville and you know that turned into a coffee turned into hey kid this is how this town works yeah. it isn't like New York it isn't like Atlanta you know sure. you gotta you gotta pound the pavement a little bit oh yeah, yeah. so I took that to heart yeah. and I made a bunch of I made a demo and uh, I made some EPK like flyer things uh, like little pamphlet handouts uh-huh. and I literally not, not EPK well, yeah, prior to EPK. This would be EPK as in you might have had some pictures on a disc. Oh, really? You know? Oh, really? <laughs> and then put it with your CD or something. In uh, But it was, uh, yeah, like this would have been like 2005, six. Okay. Um, like MySpace was just kind of yeah, coming yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the fold. Uh, but yeah, so I would hit the pavement. And if, have you ever been to Nashville? Sure. So, you know, it's just a couple, like Music Row can be consolidated down to just like two streets. Oh, yeah. And uh, and they're just all these little houses and publishing companies yeah. and stuff. One so I would, I would literally start on one end. My mom would drop me off in her little station wagon uh-huh. and I'd have a briefcase full of stuff and she'd meet me on the opposite side of the of the street right wow. so I could walk down the blocks and then she would refill me with my briefcase and I just did that for like two or three years passing out invites and CDs to publishing houses and just anyone who you know because I didn't know where to start yeah uh, and that led to eventually who would then become my booking agent um, and who's now my manager Tony Conway um, he put me on the road doing a bunch of stuff with Jason Aldean I got to open for Taylor Swift on some dates yeah. Um, that was kind of the opening wow. into kind of, okay, music's going to be my life again, finally. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like uh, how recently a lot. was that? That was, oh, Taylor Swift was 2008. Still, uh, still Taylor pretty. Swift. Still, yeah. I mean, she was definitely on the glow up. She was like yeah. huge at that point in time, but still, still not. Where she is now, I feel like she's 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 just the queen now. now. Yeah, Yeah, like she's you know I just saw a stat this morning. Like so, shout out to Taylor Swift. She holds ten spots right now in the top ten. Wow. Yeah, it's like like I I I almost want to quote it directly from the news blurb, and y'all can do like an exclusive from this. This morning (laughs) they said Taylor Swift becomes the first artist to claim all ten spots on the Hot 100 on Billboard. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, did you have to work a day job? 
Well, I was fortunate enough, you know, at that time I was still pretty young yeah. and, uh, and I was able to not have to have too many expenses that a normal musician per se, kind of just trying to go out there and make it would. So yeah. I was really fortunate in that sense. Um, I, but I also got to work really young on the road quickly yeah. and it became a business very quickly, yeah. uh, which was a bit overwhelming at times. My dad would drive my tour bus and, wow. uh, and he'd be out there rocking and rolling with me because I couldn't get into places without a guardian. You had a bus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We had a tour bus. <laughs> we had a, a Van Hool. It was it was awesome. That holds a lot of memories for me. Oh yeah, but uh, it was it was crazy. It was a wild ride, and uh, you know I stepped away from music for uh, the last few years. Okay, um, and I tried doing the just like I'm gonna be. I don't know. I might. I might try to sell cars. I might try to sell insurance. I'm going to be a dad. I've got two girls. Okay. Uh, four year old, nine year old, and wow. I'm married. And yeah. so I tried going that route just to see if there was some normalcy or maybe some peace in it for me. And it really wasn't. And yeah. it. And I just. I came to the conclusion that my purpose, since I was a little kid till now, is music. So yeah. whatever that looks like for me. You were born uh, with a bug. Yeah, I was. And I was, and I couldn't shake it. Yeah. So. And God opened up a lot of doors these last few years to get me back uh, to where I feel like I'm I'm in tune with yeah. my purpose. Right on. So I've been working with uh, as a guitar player. Are you familiar with Danny Rader? Of course. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's like my my big bro right now. My mentor. He's he and I are co collabing on my project, uh, mm-hmm. an album called Chase Your Purpose. Uh, he and I literally have co produced and co written every single song on the track uh-huh. and, or on the CD. And what's really wild is, and this is just such a testament to Danny's musicianship. He's played every single instrument on the record really yeah wow yeah when you listen to some of these songs here later on uh just know that that's him literally on everything yeah <laughs> well um the single uh, back road yeah 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 that i could i mean the yep. solo is is very uh, very danny <laughs> <Yeah>. yes yes <laughs> Um, do you play guitar? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, not like Danny Rader. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I definitely play. I, I, I get along. I'm able to write. I'm able to perform. Uh-huh. Get myself in just enough trouble. What and what do you what do you have as far? as I have guitars? a Taylor Academy. That's my road warrior right now. Uh-huh. I was really lucky last year. I got blessed with a uh, PRS Parlor. It just came out. Uh-huh. Um, the the acoustic series. Sure. And I got uh, Sweetwater hooked me up with a couple. Oh right. And uh, I've just I've yet to really take it out and like. Uh, I've just gotten so comfortable with my, my tailor. Yeah. I'm always afraid I'm going to break something. So oh, yeah, it's like, this one looks like it's all beaten and worn at this point. <laughs> Stick with it. Yeah, of course. What do you do for Sweetwater? Do you like... I, I, just, I had a rep that I was able to, to work out with and, okay. and, and they hooked it up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Like, they have that, um, their, like, their Sweetwater convention, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Have you done anything with I've that? I've never... No, I haven't. Uh, yeah. No, it was just happenstance. I was, I was basically in the market for a new guitar. Uh, I contacted my manager. He had a connection to their, the artist reps over there and uh, they were like hey dude we're, we got a bunch of these PRS's that are just piling up in the office because they're just about to roll out yeah what color do you want oh I, I was like dude I'll take the all black Johnny Cash looking one and oh, uh, they hooked from, it up from a man who's yes. wearing pink satin right now a hundred percent man I feel like Johnny would have rocked it though <laughs> Uh, and you play electric guitar as well? Yeah, yeah. What do you have as far as electric guitar? Uh, I have a Telecaster. Okay, just, like everybody just else. A, yeah, just a, but I tell you what, my dream Telecaster is freaking Brad Paisley 68. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is... Yeah. What's funny is, is, I mean, like 20 years ago, like you could find those in, in music stores everywhere. I feel like especially maybe out here on the West Coast, too, with all the... Oh, yeah. You know... Uh, Fender where, where, was out here. Yeah. And, and then the, a lot of the West Coast guitar what players. What is that West Coast? It's escaping me now. There's some place near LA I think that's really popular for uh, norms yeah, norms yes yes yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. And then there's the LA Guitar Boutique. And, yep. But Norm's is, is, is one. like the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where everybody goes. You I'm walk sure. in there. I mean, it's like a small, almost like house vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you walk in, it's like any guitar in there could be oh, just yeah. priceless. Well, it's in a strip mall. So yeah. like oh, <laughs> what is, there's a spot over in near Malibu. It's like a little house. Or maybe it's Silver Lake I, I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's I like a little house boutique. and it's a, okay, okay. Yeah. And yeah. it's like all these rare, rare, rare guitars. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. But Norm's, I mean, everybody loves Norm's. Everybody loves Norm's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what kind of amp? Uh, I have an orange. I also have a Vox. Uh, uh-huh. I use my Vox everywhere I go. I feel like it's just never let me down. Sometimes my orange be a little finicky. Yeah. But uh, my Vox is just, it doesn't matter what song I'm playing. You know, I can do uh, some sets of some covers, some of my stuff, yeah. and I can always get what I'm looking for out of it. Yeah. Did you record at Danny's? Uh, yeah, Danny's studio. studio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Talk about guitars. Yeah. That dude has, it's like walking into norms. Yeah. Seriously. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And and as far as uh, performances, like what I mean, you're doing this crazy thing here right. in the vineyard. But like, what are you what are, what are you doing? Well, so uh, I'm taking a break for the next few weeks. We've been we've been heavily promoting Backroad uh-huh. uh, leading up to this. I got to do a lot of festival work this year, which has oh, been cool. gnarly. Yeah. Uh, Post pandemic, any any live work you get, you're grateful uh, for. Sure. But I kind of had became uh, this last year like. Uh, not necessarily like cornered into it, but it's just one thing led to another. I ended up doing so many of these taco margarita festivals that uh, the <laughs> NFL and the MLB partner with to repurpose their stadiums during the uh, off seasons. Okay. So they basically will repurpose. Uh, I did the Titan Stadium wow. Taco Festival. I did the St. Louis Cardinal Stadium Taco wow. Margarita Festival, uh, Green Bay. So it was wild to kind of go in and experience what it's almost like to be famous yeah. <laughs> and play a big Does show. Does Danny play with you when you're playing live? Or uh, uh, It depends. Uh, we just did uh, the single release party, and he played. He was kind enough to, to get up there and, and do what he does. Yeah. But when I'm on the road, I got my guys that okay. – uh, my, my road warriors and how brothers. do you put the band together uh honestly just through relationships okay. over the years you know you yeah. kind of i've gone the route of like hitting up the musicians unions and seeing if it that sometimes it works yeah but sometimes it's kind of just oh. you got to have that that uh that like just relationship that sure. comfortability yeah you got to get and along that just takes time especially you know? you're gonna be yeah. in close quarters yeah for, <laughs> yeah, are, are you hitting the clubs and stuff? Uh, yeah, we just uh, we've been doing a bunch of dates out in Texas. Okay. Um, whenever we're not in Nashville playing, and Texas is wild. It's like I'm really digging playing out in Austin. We've played there, I think, four or five times yeah. in the last four or five months. Texas uh, is like its, it's own little different. world. Yeah, it is. It, like you could you could play in Texas and Oklahoma and, and never, never have to leave. Yes, that, exactly. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like Florida in a sense. We played a lot down on the Gulf Coast uh, year before last. Okay, and uh, everywhere from like Orange Beach, like the Wharf, the Hangout, on up to Destin, and uh, it's kind of like, dude, there's so much work down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Whereas California is is all mixed up. It's yeah, like, and I th- the out here I think the new the new club is our breweries, breweries yes. and wineries. Yeah, which I'm digging it. Yeah. These wineries out here are. Yeah. This is. I feel like I'm constantly in a movie driving around. It's almost <laughs> dangerous because I'm like looking left and right. Like, dude, oh, you yeah. see this? You see yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all a facade. Oh right. <laughs> um, so what do you? So after this, after live in the vineyard, where do you go now? Uh, we'll go to L.A. Um, I got an event with my a good friend of mine, Darius Harrison, aka Diesel. He wrote. Um, 
Kiki Do Love Me for Drake and Lollipop oh, wow. for Lil Wayne. Um, I'm a huge R&B and hip hop enthusiast yeah. at heart, even though I'm a, I'm a country boy through and through. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a huge affinity for that. And so um, he was kind enough to invite us to an event this weekend in L.A. So we're going right. to go down there and then I'm going to pop back to Nashville and just pretty much take three or four weeks and be around because yeah. I literally I feel like I missed – I missed uh, a lot of important dates this year oh, yeah. as, a, as a husband and father. So sure. I'm going to try to make it up for the holidays. Especially with young girls. Yeah. <laughs> and this uh, this New Year, though, I'm really looking forward. We're going to be kicking off another single right out the gate for spring called Strawberry Daiquiris. Okay. Um, which Danny and I co-wrote and co-produced together. Um, and, yeah, we've got a bunch of dates we'll be adding and announcing. So I'm ready to I'm ready to get out there. Yeah. And festivals. This oh, yes. Year. Absolutely. Yep. More yeah. festivals for sure. For sure. Yeah, right on. Man, I hope we get to play the Napa County Fair. I saw when we were coming in. I was like, man, that might be something to look into. Bottle Rock. Not, yeah. Nap- not Napa County Fair. Okay. Bottle. Okay. Bottle Rock is bottle the festival. Rock. All right. Napa All right. County Fair, you would be playing with uh, a bunch of other tribute bands. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be fun too, man. Depends nah. on the tribute. <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> Not even R&B tribute. It would oh. <laughs> um, the Bottle Rock is the festival you want out Bottle here. Rock? Yeah. Okay. It's basically like Coachella. but Oh, no but, way. But okay. up north. And nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. And Pitbull played this year. Oh, okay. Word. So they yeah. actually have some. They got a lineup. They have a lineup. Yeah. yeah. And then Guns N' Roses and Foo Ooh, Guns N' Roses played it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's a big festival. Dude, that's big Bottle time. Rock. Remember that. Oh, there's a dude shooting us right now. <laughs> That's my buddy Mark. That's my best friend, man, from middle school. He run, he runs all the content. He's also my road manager. So okay. that's the dude. That's my homie. He's the one that's put up with you. Basically, he's the one that that's constantly putting up with me. Oh, yeah, tries <laughs> to fit your head inside that little car. Yeah, tries to. But you know, I'm pretty little as it is, so I fit, uh, I could fit in like a Fiat if I had to. You know? <laughs> no, just the ego. Right. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> I'm being funny. <laughs> well, it's wonderful talking to you. I really James. It. it was wonderful talking yeah, to you, man. The place is all mine. Anytime you want to talk about guitars in the future, man, uh, just hit me up, bro. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Right on. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Have Guitar Will Travel. You can catch up on all the things I'm doing at thedeadlies.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms as well. And please support Vintage Guitar and all the wonderful things they do because they do many, many wonderful things for us guitar players. Thanks. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.